0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. member FDSE.
2: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio.
3: We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2,
2: ESPN app,
3: Sirius XM, Channel 80. Yeah, it happened again. I have to keep pointing out, we're live I feel like the God forbid, hostage photo. It is it is December 13th after 7 a.m. Eastern time. Draymond did get thrown out last night. This is not a rerun. We're a real show. <laughs> this did happen yet again. He got thrown out last night. The same way Chris Canty got thrown out of a pharmacy over the weekend for trying to get wow. a flu shot. With nobody in the pharmacy, pharmacy, and they said, no, we're not available Slight, for Slightly you. different. Slight, slightly you didn't different. hit anybody. I thankfully. didn't slap anybody. Yeah. So Draymond did it again <laughs> last night. Yusuf Nurkic, where he's trying to flail and get away from him, and he kind of clocked—not no, kind of. He clocked him in the head in a flail sort of way. We'll show it on ESPN2 so you could see it. But we are hitting a point now with the Golden State Warriors and with Draymond Green where the question that has always been asked about him— about is the juice worth the squeeze, which for, you know, the better part of a decade of his career, I personally thought was an absurd question. But when your team is 10 and 13, when you're not getting the production from the other players, like Clay Thompson, like Andrew Wiggins, and that is very much Draymond's job, is to make it easier for everyone else, and he's constantly thrown out of games... The is the juice worth the squeeze? Question is more fair now, guys, than I think it's ever been.
4: Oh, there's no doubt, no doubt about it. But the other part to this is the conversation around Draymond being good for the NBA as an entertainment product, because now you, you're you're responsible for having one guy at the center of two of the ugliest on-court altercations through the young season. We're only a quarter of the way through the season, and we're talking about Draymond putting somebody in a Mm chokehold and dragging them across the court. That's what happened with Rudy Gobert that led to the five-game suspension. And now we're talking about Draymond Green turning around and waylaying Yusef Nurkic. I mean, it was at the point in the post-game press conference where Nurkic said, Draymond needs help. At what point, if you're Adam Silver, if you're the NBA, do you say, we've got to take this guy off the court for a substantial period of time and more time than what we did previously this season because he didn't get the message, because this is continuing to happen. It's not only bad for our business, it's bad for our bottom line, but it's also bad for player safety. He is a threat to what's going on in terms of the players being able to maintain their safety on the court. And that is a big, big issue that has to be addressed. The punishment that they dole out for him for this specific incident has to serve for a deterrent so Draymond doesn't do anything like this again this season.
5: There's such a a delineation between being aggressive, being physical, being an instigator, and what we're seeing out of Draymond. These things are so far yeah. beyond that. And after the Rudy Gobert headlock incident and in the when the NBA suspended him for five games, we had the conversation of, is that enough of a punishment where the message is going to be received from Draymond? Because that's what the NBA is trying to do. They're trying to alter the behavioral patterns. They're trying to... St- Stop what we're seeing out of him. And then he goes and does this again. Guys, it's his third ejection of the season. Yeah. The message is not being received from Draymond. And if I'm the NBA, that's a conversation I'm having.
3: Yeah, and, you know, the he needs help thing is not to be taken lightly. Like, we talk about it with Zion. We've talked a lot about, you know, his weight and physical conditioning. And it's it's some things in life, as we all know, you can't do by yourself. And maybe this is something I think we've seen with Draymond. Like, there's... There's something a little bit off with this to keep doing this and keep feeling like, hey, this is okay to do it this
4: way. Well, it's clear and obvious to me that nobody in the organization can get through to him. That I it, agree. It's not you. Steve Kerr. It, it's not Mike Dunleavy. It's not Steph Curry. Clay Thompson. Bob nobody. Myers nobody. Nobody, nobody movie, can yeah. get through to him. Like this is going back to last year. He punched his teammate in the face during practice. That's unprofessional. And then he turns around, and he has the incident where he's choking Rudy Gobert and dragging him across the court. Now, the NBA gave him a five-game suspension. There are people that came down on both sides of it saying that it was too heavy or it was too light. I think it's obvious now who was right in that debate. Mm-hmm. It was clearly too light. And so now what are you supposed to do? There's no way that you can come back with another five-game suspension and expect that he's going to get it. it ha- the suspension has to escalate. Because the behavior has not been curbed. And to me, that's where the onus is on the NBA because it's clear that the Golden State Warriors and the guys in that locker room can't do it themselves.
3: I'm not sure that suspending him longer at this point even works because he's been suspended for a long period of time. Like Nick Saban always says, and I think it's a really smart thing, any penalty or punishment has to equal a change. Like you have to, okay, we're going to punish someone, use kids. I'm going to say to my kids, you can't do this in order for whatever they did to cause that to not happen again. And if you keep saying, okay, well, you can't play video games if you do this, and they keep doing this, then they're not playing video games is not enough. As crazy as it is to say, I don't know that taking him away from basketball is enough because he just was taken away for five games, and they stunk when he was out. They went on a big losing streak. He was a part of it. They're now outside in on the play, even on the play-in,
5: I don't know that suspensions work. But I think that's the, that's the component of it there though, is now they're not winning. You know, when the behavior for so long is still evident, but we're like, Oh, that's part of, of that's just Draymond. That's what he brings to the team. He's, he's the physical player. He's the enforcer when it's, dismissed in a way or justified in a way for so long because of the success the team is having, it's kind of a sharp left to all of a sudden now be like, well, now we're going to take a really hard stance. And now this this is a pattern that we're trying to stop because, yes, some of the stuff that we're seeing now is so egregious, but this is who Draymond's always been. They're just not winning anymore. So we're I, having a different conversation.
3: I think maybe the only way to really get through to him on this is something that will not happen. But I think the, thing that, I think the thing that would affect Draymond Green the most is if Steph Curry said, I don't want to play with you anymore. Because through all of this, the most important person in that franchise, which is Steph Curry, he is the Golden State Warriors. He is the culture. The way that Brady was with the Pats, the way that Mahomes is with the Chiefs. Like, their winning is because of that guy. If that guy ever said, Draymond, you have gone too far, I don't want to play with you anymore, either Draymond gets in line or he's going to play for another team, right? And I don't know that that's going to necessarily change him in full, right? Because the other team that I think would call would be your Lakers and, and really want them.
4: Yeah, but still though, I mean, even with that, d- d- does a contender really want that contract given the issues that Draymond has shown this year?
3: I think somebody would t- certainly roll the dice on it, but I think that's... That, someone- is a,
4: that is, But that, but that is a hell of a risk to take knowing how it can upset the chemistry in your locker room. For sure. Think about how Draymond treated Kevin Durant. Think about how Draymond treated Jordan Poole. Why would you think as another NBA franchise, he's not going to treat your star like that? The only stars that he hadn't treated like that are Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. That's it. Yep. So so why would you why would you run the risk of doing that if you're a team that's top six in either conference that has true aspirations of winning a championship?
3: Because we've seen it work. Right? We've seen it not work, but we've seen it work a lot. I think the only way is for Steph Curry, and this is not fair to Steph Curry, right? If you're Steve Curry, you can't go up to Steph Curry and say, How are you feeling about this? And Steph Vents and says, I hate this. This is ridiculous. I need him playing every single night. I'm sick of this. I don't want to play with him anymore in that venting, emotional moment that, okay, we'll calm down, cooler heads prevail, and then Curtis says, okay, go tell him that, which he's not going to do, and that's not even fair to Steph Curry. That is the only solution that I can think of as to how to change this guy.
4: I will say this, taking him off the court for a significant piece of period of time is going to change things because guys that are professional athletes, they love the game. They love to play. Mm-hmm. They, they love to be on display in, in showing their talents and their abilities. So if you take that spotlight And that ability to compete on a night in, night out basis away from for a significant period of time.
3: So five was not significant
4: for you. Five was not significant. It 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 clearly clearly wasn't. wasn't. It clearly wasn't. But what?
3: Give us a number from significant. What would be significant? I I,
4: I think you double the suspension. Ten Um, games. I say you say ten games. And if it happens again, you, you go and double it from there. And you just keep going until you find that sweet spot where Draymond all of a sudden changes how he behaves on the court. Nobody's saying that Draymond can't be aggressive. But this is beyond the pale in terms of what he did to Gobert and now what he did to Yusef Nurkic.
3: Let's get some people to weigh in on the Dr. Pepper call in line right now on Draymond Green. Jerry in Albany watching on ESPN2.
6: What's up, Jerry? Hey, guys. Love the show. Uh, You know, uh, smart and fun is a great combination for a sports talk show. Um, As far as Draymond goes, um, listen, uh, David Stern would have suspended him for 20 games. And if he didn't like it, he would have upped it. Um, obviously the debate about whether five games was sufficient is over. It wasn't sufficient. You know, the problem is that the chokehold was so such a non-basketball, non-sporting thing to happen that it should have been extreme. Now I don't know how they suspend him for more than that, but what you guys said is absolutely right. If they don't do it for more, Draymond's not going to care. His behavior's not going to change.
3: Yeah, and thank you for the phone call. The, the David Stern point is an interesting one because Adam Silver prides himself, and he's done a phenomenal job of being in partnership with both the governors in the league and the players in the league. Mm-hmm. David Stern worked for the governors of the league. David Stern would have suspended him a lot longer than Silver did.
4: Yeah, that's nonsense what Draymond's doing, and they're showing it again on ESPN2. It's absolutely egregious. I mean, he turns around, looks Yusef Nurkic in his face, and proceeds to slap him in his head. That that is not a basketball move. That is not a flop move. There is intent, and, and, and certainly that the, there is no room for interpretation otherwise. So I, I just I don't understand how this behavior can can continue, can can be allowed to continue. And if Adam Silver is not heavy handed with the punishment, then at that stage he is enabling Draymond Green and empowering Draymond Green and emboldening Draymond Green. Like that, that's the thing that I also worry about, too. If you're not handing out a significant ex- suspension to to curb the behavior, what's the next thing that Draymond is going to do?
5: Yeah, what if somebody gets what, really hurt? What's
4: the escalation from here? Yeah, He's already put somebody in a rear naked chokehold, and, and we know how dangerous that is cutting off the oxygen to somebody when you're dragging them across the court, and then he just slapped a guy or punched a guy in the side of the head. At at, at what point do you you take a strong stance and stop this behavior? I think this is the point. I think
3: you're probably right about this because you're not suspending him 10 games for the one thing. You're suspending him 10 games for everything. It's the same thing people think in the finals against the Cavs. That he was suspended, and we have the Jordan Poole punch on uh, courtesy of TMZ on the uh, TV side right now on ESPN2. The, the thing about the Jordan Poole punch is, I think everybody on the team wanted to punch Jordan Poole. He actually just did it. You, you can't do it. that. Though. No, no, it's not okay. You can't do that. It's saying not it's okay. okay
4: to punch somebody in their uh, face. No,
3: I'm not saying it's okay. I'm saying that nobody actually came out against him on that, which I thought was interesting. But I think that we are at a point now where um, he, he has gone so far and the culmination of things, right, like, or accumulation of things. Like in the finals, everybody thinks he was suspended for knocking LeBron in the area you don't want to be knocked. It wasn't for that. It was for everything that led up to that, that it's a point system. And I think in this specific case, it is more likely than not they probably do get closer to 10 games because they're going to look at it and say
4: it's too much. But you know what I would also do? I would make it an indefinite suspension. In the back of my mind, if I'm the commissioner, I'm thinking around 10 games, but it's an indefinite suspension. He needs to sit down with mental health professionals, anger counselors, and anger management counselors. He's got to get some things figured out. Yeah, that's And and it's got to be to my satisfaction before I'm going to allow him to come back on the court. Because that's bad for business. There's a reason why the NBA cleaned up a lot of those things when it comes to altercations. Guys coming off the bench. Guys throwing punches. There's a reason why they cleaned up that stuff from the 90s. Because it was bad for the bottom line. It's bad for business. What Draymond Green is doing is bad for business. This is a family-friendly entertainment product nothing about what draymond green did last night nothing about what he did to rudy gobert is family friendly it sends a terrible message if they're not heavy-handed with the discipline that they're going to give him now all
3: right we're going to continue this conversation plus uh, interesting conversation about quarterbacks in the nfl accusations of game management as if somehow that is a bad thing we will get to that after cc has this from granger
4: ah yes for the ones who get it done
1: so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L E C T R I C dot
2: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio,
3: ESPN2, presented by Progressive Insurance, Alone, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, Dominique Foxworth, the DJ. <laughs> Look at him!
0: I know he is <laughs> uh, the DJ. All of a sudden.
3: <laughs> By the way, I want some credit here, as um, I was his delivery guy this morning. Really? Yeah. How would that work out? How was your food? I literally brought him food. Mm, it was a little cool. Oh. Maybe a little faster. <laughs> this is not a joke. Really? Yeah. How, how did this
4: happen?
0: Yeah, I'm out there's to, a hierarchy around this mother, and, and some people got some things that they need to do excuse, excuse to work me, their excuse,
6: way up excuse to me. the top. Okay, yes, here's, sir.
3: here's the truth God's honest truth. Security leaves in the morning to help with people entering the building. So Chanel, who's in security, she left. She hands me, she goes, Can you give this to Dominique? And I'm like, Sure. Yeah. So then I walk upstairs, I take the elevator, and I'm like, Where are and I hand it to him, and then I keep walking. Really and then right. I walked by the bathroom, the, um, the, the public bathroom for everybody here. Sink was running, about to overflow. Somebody didn't turn the sink off. Unless we had the wet bandits from Home Alone here. I don't know what was going on.
4: Literally, the water was like above but, but, the sink. But you can't turn it. There are no knobs. Yeah, it's, it, it's automatic. It's
3: automatic sensor. No, the one by the makeup room. So I turned it off. Oh, okay. somebody left. Somebody probably thought it was an automatic sensor. Okay, just okay. left it and it didn't turn off. Anyway, okay. um, I believe. That pers- oh no, here we go. I'm that.
0: Yeah. Go no, 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 no. You're fine. It's not. I about thought you. I was going to get it's accused. Gonna, no, 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 this. no, no, no,
3: no. You probably
0: did that. You try to create crisis so that you <laughs> could then come in and be the hero. <laughs> <laughs> I do believe that. You guys show us called Unsportsmanlike. This is your day. Draymond Green out there doing Unsportsmanlike things. We (laughs) need to champion Draymond on this show. Oh, so so so? we need to
3: go opposite. (laughs) I love Draymond, but... He is so Unsportsmanlike. That is (laughs) true. And 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 all of you guys are so nice. Like, none of you are actually Unsportsmanlike. It's weird. Ah, Get to know us better.
7: Uh,
3: (laughs) There you go. So, let's talk about this. As somebody that was the former president of the Players Association in the NFL, you have a player like this in Draymond Green who acts this way over and over and over again. CC is thrown out there. At some point, it needs to be indefinite suspension, and we figure it out later after mental health consultation. How would you react to this?
0: Yeah, so as a players association, the funny thing in this situation is it's, well, anytime you're leading the union, it's almost impossible job because you're – Trying to defend the players' interests in this situation, whose interests are you trying to defend? <laughs> it's like, are you defending Draymond's or the, the people who slapped? People getting choked and slapped <laughs> and punched in their groin—like <laughs> those people need protection, also. And uh, we found in in my time at the union, it gets to a point where the players get sick of guys, even if the things that they're doing aren't against them. It's like we had an issue with a, uh, and it wasn't even like a ton of arrests, but there was a rash of arrests around a certain period of time. And it got to the point where the players were like, no, punish them. Get them out of here. So I think what you have to understand when you're anytime you're leading a union is that you're not defending a particular player at any time. That makes it hard. Because Mm -hmm. when there's something like Ray Rice comes up or there's something uh, that, I mean, there's plenty of incidents that you can put up where you're like, all right, I don't want to defend this person for what they're doing, what they're accused of. However, what you are trying to do is protect a process. And you don't want to compromise the process because there will come once you start giving power away and allowing the rules to be changed in order to punish someone who deserves to be punished. Then you end up in a situation where you need that power back when there is somebody who is on the fence and there's somebody who um, has done something that you don't think deserves to be punished. And that's where you have to come to. You have to remind yourself in situations like this the leader of the union, you have to remind yourself that you're not defending the player or you're not fighting against the incident that happened in that occasion. You're fighting to make sure the process is adhered to. And they don't go outside of that process and have a higher level of punishment because that then becomes a precedent. And then the next time someone does some sort of slap in the face, I'm like, all right, well, we gotta suspend this guy indefinitely, and he's out of league. And you're like, but no, this is different. Right. This is the first
4: time he did it. Draymond had a history; we were sick of it. <laughs> so, like, you have
0: to fight these things uh, as uncomfortable as they
4: are. Yeah, 18 suspensions in the regular season over Ooh. the last 25 Ooh. years. That is the second most, only to Rashid Wallace. Uh, I gotta ask you this, Nick, because we had the debate after the Rudy Gobert rear naked chokehold, whether or not the five games was enough for Draymond to be off the court. Clearly it wasn't enough based on this this behavior now. So if you're Adam Silver, how do you handle this situation and how do you sell this to the MBPA and to the rest of the players that this is in the best interest of the sport?
0: I don't think it's going to be hard to sell anything to the players or the fans or anyone. The tough thing is you're measuring how effective the other punishment was by how Draymond reacted I think it's the wrong way to measure it because it's been proven to us up until now that I don't think you can impact Draymond's behavior by punishing him or threatening him. So I don't. I mean, what, what Interesting. What? What evidence do we have that there's any level of punishment or repercussions Zero. that will change his behavior? So I think what you're doing as a commissioner of the league is you're concerned about the perception of the league. You're concerned about um, sending a message to other players on how to behave. I think those are the things that you need to be concerned about, and you also need to be concerned about getting Draymond whatever help you think that he may need in this situation because I – I don't. I have no reason to believe that the reason why this happened is because you didn't suspend him aggressively enough last time. He's been. They they lost the finals in part because he missed the game with the technical fouls, Yeah, right. And so like, if that's not enough to curtail his behavior from there, and he went on to punch his teammate, and he's gone on to do these chokes, and he's gone on to do these flailing slaps, like, kind of feels like he gonna do what he gonna do whether you punish him or not.
5: Yeah clearly the punishments from the NBA from the league have yeah. not stopped the behavior because we're seeing yet another incident of this but to go back to something you said then do you think that this has to come from his peers do you think maybe the message would be more impactful if it came from the people around him his his teammates or other players in the league?
0: I actually, absolutely think that those are people that he respects who the message from them might land but I also find it hard to believe that nobody in the Warriors organization has said this to him up until this point. The interesting thing is what we always hear are the Warriors and I I believe that what they say publicly is probably different than than what they say privately. Sure, but what they say publicly is we need this version of Draymond, and we'll take the bad with the good. Essentially, like without saying explicitly, they're always saying that he's that guy, he's the fire to this team, and so I think. The Warriors also, I think, have kind of come to terms with the idea that, like, Draymond is going to give us this. Uh, probably a bad example of or a bad uh, analogy would be, like, Josh Allen's going to throw four touchdowns, but he's going to throw a pick. Do <laughs> you understand <laughs> yeah. that Draymond is going to, most of all, he's going to give you great passing, great defense, versatility, but he's going to get thrown out. <laughs> Every couple of weeks, he got to take a break.
5: But it's easy to justify that or absolve it in a way if you're winning.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're they doing a whole lot of that right now. Yeah. Winning is the best deodorant. But yeah, the losing, I, I think you're probably right. Steph probably finds it a lot more irritating now than he did when
3: they were in the finals uh, every other year. Yeah, and that's to me, that's the one thing that hasn't been done is Steph Curry saying, I don't want to play with you anymore. Yeah. And I don't think he actually feels that way. Last thing with Dominic Fosworth, he's got get up at 8 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. Cam Newton is out there calling a lot of quarterbacks game managers, including Dak Prescott. I personally as a fan, media member, think being called a game manager is actually a compliment. It is taken as an insult. Which way should it be looked at? Well, I mean, in the way that Cam presented it, it was definitely <laughs> well, I, definitely
0: <laughs> Yeah, so I think it depends on the way that you are presenting it. But it's not it's not an insult, but it is establishing uh tears. some tears. A hierarchy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's establishing that, oh, you ain't that guy. And Cam said it that way and he meant it that way. I also think that as someone who has a podcast, I feel you, Cam. You gotta say some crazy stuff to get people to down <laughs> download. Monday, Comey Wednesday, Friday. Friday on YouTube and yeah. ESPN's yeah. YouTube there. Yeah, don't download Cam's podcast. Download mine. <laughs> <laughs> Review it. But yeah, no, I, I, I mean that's the that's what I get out of that as I'm watching it and you gotta find something to say. You gotta feel as you guys know, you gotta fill a lot of time with stuff. I don't think Cam, while it did come off as like pretty disrespectful, I think he as a great quarterback or at one time MVP-level quarterback, understands how hard it is to do anything in this league. So it's not an insult to say you're a game manager. Game managers are starters in this league. Yeah. Mm. But it's also we know that there are differences in quarterbacks, and no one is ever calling Patrick Mahomes a game manager. No. No one calls uh, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson – Uh, These top of the league guys, game managers, Uh, I think that maybe Cam is looking at some old tape if he thinks that is true of Dak Prescott and and Purdy, given what they've done at this point. But yeah, I, I think Purdy is a superstar at what he does, while it's not as flashy as some of these other players or not as flashy as what Cam did.
3: We'll see what that offense looks like if he wasn't there. Dominic, amazing as always. We do appreciate it. And no shots on my outfit today because I got my uh, Wisconsin Badgers. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke, let's uh, go. Man, there is
0: nothing more stepdaddy than liking Wisconsin. <laughs> I went to school there. Man, I don't care. You still can't enjoy the their style of basketball or football. They make it
3: all. Boring. TVD. Tyler Van Dyke, they make it let's all go. Boring. We're on Sportsman like on ESPN Radio. doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la
2: quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com this is the unsportsmanlike podcast on espn radio
3: we are presented by progressive insurance insurance for motorcycles boats and rvs for protection on the road and on the water see how much you could save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive A lot of conversation today about the Draymond Green incident last night against the Suns. He knocks into Yusuf Nurkic, gets thrown out of the game yet again. We've been talking a lot about what the penalty is which is a a very relatable conversation as a parent. I can just tell you this. Every day of my life, my wife and I sit there and have a conversation about, okay, what can we do to impact better behavior here? Let's try this. Let's try that. And I'm not saying my kids are horribly behaved. I'm just saying every parent can go through that, every manager, every coach, every teacher of of best impact for punishment and behavior. Was there one when you were in the NFL, CeCe, that you're like, okay, this coach did this, and it always impacted change?
4: I mean, it's any coach taking a player off the field. That's because it. everybody loves the opportunity to play. And with the NFL, the games are so important, right? Like, I mean, it's, only, it's one of 16. It's not like the NBA or Major League Baseball where it's one of 82 or it's one of 162. It's one of 16 opportunities that you have in order to do your job. So if a coach decides he's going to sit you down for one of those or if the league steps in and decides they're going to suspend you for one of those, it's a big deal.
5: But that hasn't worked because he was taken off the court for five games. And then here we are talking about it yet again with Draymond.
4: It's not enough. It's just not enough. We just haven't gotten there yet. Like, we just haven't gotten to the point where it's enough to make Draymond be introspective and reflect on what he's doing from a behavior standpoint and decide that he's going to change it.
3: Let's go to the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. Randy in Boston watching on ESPN2. What's up, Randy?
6: Hello, good morning everyone. Happy holidays to you. It's a pleasure to speak to you.
3: Back at you. I,
6: I want to make a a comment about the player who I refer to refer to as Dredmond Green. And I want to point out it may be before your time, but Kermit Washington, Rudy Tom Jonathan. Oh yeah. The biggest if you know the incident, yeah,
3: it's terrible.
6: That's where Dra Dred, Dred, Dredmond is headed. And Chris, amen to everything you're saying because they're showing escalation and there's no penalty. He could have easily had done to Jordan Poole what happened yeah. to Rudy jo- Tom Tomjanovich, and that chokehold. If a public servant did that, and we saw it on tape, they'd be held to pay in protest uh, and in burning at the stake. Yeah, Adam Silver has got to dis- has got to suspend him. And talking about ten games, that's ludicrous. Let me just say this: uh, in the ending. Yeah, John Morant, who's more exciting and more important to the current and future face of the NBA, more than Draymond Green has ever been, has been suspended for more than 30 games for instances off the court with his friends while partying. Yeah, but I,
3: I think you've got to be careful with that, that comparison and thanks for the phone call because the jaw suspension is, is a lot different, obviously, than this, and it's to- totally different categories. All right, we will continue that conversation. Kimberly A. Martin is here, ESPN NFL reporter. Um, hi.
7: <laughs>
3: are you okay I really have
7: to tinkle <laughs> and, I have time, and I didn't have time to run to the bathroom you know what no I can't do this go to the bathroom we <laughs> no, can't do this <laughs> to you we got but our studio know, now you know we gotta ask a I know <laughs> but this is not right <laughs> no you question. know like I'm one of those people like my brain literally shuts down like I cannot form a coherent thought when I have to tinkle so we're gonna see how this goes guys <laughs> so this could be fun right. let's, let's go
3: alright let's do this one question and then you go <laughs> no, no, no 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 one question one question we played a hypothetical game this morning yeah. that had all of us thinking. What if I told you the L.A. Chargers mm-hmm. offered the Chicago Bears Justin Herbert for one and five? Who says no? One question, one answer. Then you tinkle.
7: The Chicago Bears get
3: Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert. The Chargers. What?
7: And who did the Chargers get?
3: One overall, five overall. Absolutely
7: not. This is crazy. This is crazy. Who Z- said, you said yes, Christopher. <laughs> Christopher I I, I I didn't say it was a I, I said it
4: wasn't a quick no. I, can't even. I said I can't. it wasn't a quick no. I said it wasn't a quick no. No, my brain isn't necessarily Michelle, what not did not ne- you say?
5: I said that if I was the Chargers, I say yes. What? <laughs> Here's the thing. Kimberly, and I think if I'm the Bears, I say yes, too, because Caleb Williams could be a transformational quarterback. We don't know that, though. It's a coin flip. If I'm the Chargers, I'm potentially getting Caleb Williams, and maybe I bring his coach in, because I don't know if Brandon Staley's long for the job. All of a sudden, an organization that we're never talking about has a little L.A. juice to it. We're, we're paying attention to Caleb Williams. If I'm Chicago, I'm bringing in an established quarterback after I haven't had that in a long time.
3: one five ten in essence, for Herbert.
7: Absolutely not, guys. Um, <laughs> I feel like that Wendy Williams-like gift where she's in the Statue of Liberty. How, <laughs> are you, what? Doing, like, what? Um, how you
3: doing? Shout um, it out.
7: No, because everything... Okay, so Michelle, I understand what you're saying about the Caleb Williamson aspect and the coach. Here's my question. If you're the Bears, why wouldn't you just do that?
5: Well, they would want to do that, but it's a, all these quarterbacks come out and we say, he's going to be the guy, he's going to be the guy. It's a coin flip. It's, it's 50-50. Which
7: is why, guys... The Chargers know what they have in Justin Herbert. So why would you even risk – like, they're one of the franchises that has a guy. So why would you risk the unknown of a potential draft pick? I guess I understand –
3: I'm glad you asked. Oh, give me – okay, give me the receipts. (laughs) Give me your notes, Evan. Okay, here's why. Justin Herbert individually yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah, having Justin Herbert has done for the Chargers the same thing that having Mike Trout and yes. Shohei Otani did yeah. for the Angels.
7: Nothing. nothing. Yeah, no, absolutely nothing. 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 No. <laughs> Here is my question, though. I don't know if Justin Herbert. Um, is it Justin Herbert or is it the coach? Is it which the coach?
4: Team? Well, exactly. He's had Anthony Lynn so, and Brad Stevens.
7: Well, so I actually didn't think that Aylin should have been let go. Um, but Every- but. But now, yeah, I I don't think – if you're going to tell me we reset, like, the timetable because Ricky – I mean – he already just got paid. Like, that's the other thing. Like, he, I, I just, if you tell me with a rookie quarterback, we can start from zero, he's not making a lot, we can build around, but then I would say the mm. Chicago Bears should do that.
3: Uh-huh. Like, the
7: Chicago Bears, like-
3: She's coming around to it? No, I'm not. No, <laughs>
7: okay. I'm driving away. I'm driving, ba- I'm not coming around, ba- I'm driving the, the, away.
4: The Bears are closer to competing for a division title than the Chargers are, though. Good one there, too. No.
7: Christopher I just I'm just Christopher. saying he's I'm right. Saying, Christopher they they just and beat the Lions and they should have beat you them you twice. Know what? Michelle is always the voice of reason. Christopher sometimes you are, but you're a little loud. Oh, Evan oh I gosh. expect craziness from Evan. I expect <laughs> all sorts of wild thought. Like I get it. Okay, he's going to be on that mountain, but you two, mm. Standing beside him on that No, I cannot allow it. I cannot I allow it. No. <gasps> I just said it
4: wasn't a quick no. I just said it wasn't a quick no. I'm going to listen.
5: Do you want to really get upset? There's more? They are. But all... wait,
6: there's more.
5: <laughs> <laughs> they also said they might do the same thing if they were in Buffalo shoes and move from oh, <laughs> <challenge. laughs>
7: I was the only one who I'm said no on no, that no. one. <laughs> I
4: didn't say <laughs> I would. I oh, didn't you did. I, you I didn't. did. No, I So some people the question. just want
7: to see <laughs> the world burn, and that is you, my friend. <laughs> That's, you. You. <laughs> That's you. the question. I just
3: threw it out there that we're in a very unique spot because the Bears have two top five picks. Yes. And if you're the Chargers, in this case, you have a third pick in the top ten. This upsets me
7: more than the Justin Herbert one. And,
3: well, no, the Herbert one, I'm going to add even more context. And you're $44 million over the cap next year.
4: Hmm. Interesting.
7: My thing is, Christopher, (laughs) correct me if I'm wrong, but Mm. do teams not go out of their way to find the guy? No
4: doubt. And Justin Herbert is a top five, six quarterback in the league.
7: And Buffalo, they got the guy. Like, my thing is, like, the quarterbacks in those spots aren't the issue. You could point to head coaching. I don't think Sean McDermott is, is the issue head coaching-wise, but you, you're done with Brent and Brandon Staley? Fine, okay, whatever. But I think it's the roster. I think it's, it's, it's those other things. It may be the division. It may be how these guys are being coached. I don't think the QBs are the issue, which is why I wouldn't want to move on from them, regardless of how much money they're making. But obviously... I'm in Crazy Town, so my words of like you know wisdom are falling on deaf ears. But it's fine. It I, fine. I've
3: <laughs> twinkled twice in this time, by the way. go to the bathroom, Kimberly <laughs> Wait, A. Martin. I should have bypassed
7: this whole segment. T- I should What did I say?
3: Twinkle. Yeah, take. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's a twinkle, Kimberly <laughs> oh a. Martin. You'll gosh. see her on Get Up and I don't know First what's Take. Right now. I'm over it. Coming up next on Sportsman like ESPN Radio. Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
2: This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive
3: Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Pat Costello is our producer. He gets annoyed by things. He gets bothered by things. He's probably annoyed that he's not going to have fun in the sun next week as we're going to Florida. The brand op- the grand opening of ESPN West Palm's new studios, a big Florida trip for like. Celsius is sending us there. Nuno's going. Pat's staying home. Wow. Celsius and ESPN West Palm said we really like what Nuno's doing. Pat's too mad at the world. We can't have him in Florida. Wow. Just saying. So, Pat, sorry about that. Maybe next time. Anyway,
9: what are you over today, Celsius? uh, If you want to sponsor, right here, (laughs) feel free. There you Uh, go. I think this reaction to Draymond is insane. Like uh, Draymond's fantastic for the NBA. We've talked about Draymond Green more than any other player in the league. This he there's a debate that he is the most entertaining player in the NBA. And wanting to suspend him for 20 games for hitting a guy in the face is wild to me. He is not. Like, he, he didn't break his nose. He didn't, nothing really happened. He was laying on the ground for how he, he was fine. Everything's fine. Like, I don't understand. Can someone please explain this to me?
4: I, I guess the whole point is, Pat, why does it have to rise to the level where he does break somebody's nose or he does hurt somebody where they're unavailable for their team? So a part of wanting to discipline him and be heavy-handed about it is to make sure that you try to curb the behavior. And with the suspensions in the past not being able to do the trick, maybe a longer suspension might work. We won't find out where it is until we actually enact that type of discipline and see if it can create the kind of change that everybody wants to see in Draymond. Because it's clear and obvious that nobody within the Golden State Warriors organization can get through to Dre.
5: Well, also, we're, is, he's a conversation point, we're talking about it, but is it really entertaining? What, no. what he's, you said he's the most entertaining player in the NBA, maybe, right, Pat? I don't know if what we're seeing out of Draymond is entertainment.
3: Well, it goes back to the, the question, and people have different answers for this, is there no such thing as bad publicity? Because Draymond, you could say by one name, Sports fans know who Draymond now is. There's very little context
4: needed. It's just. I now. don't know if there's a whole lot of Draymonds out there, but. <laughs> fair.
3: Because <laughs> there's more Draymonds than yeah, John. right, right. Okay, fair.
4: <laughs> Ain't like his name Joe. <laughs> when
5: you say
3: Joe, we know. <laughs> okay, talking. you know what? If yes. your name is Draymond, yeah. please give us a call at 888-ESPN. We need to hear from another Draymond. Is there another Draymond in the world we'd like to hear from you? But if there's no such thing as bad publicity, it certainly brings publicity to the NBA, that's for sure.
4: Yeah, it's a spectacle, but that's not exactly what you're looking for in all situations because what happens, again, if it's more egregious, if the results end up being somebody being significantly injured, somebody being significantly hurt? I mean, the the last caller that we had in the last segment brought up Rudy Tomjanovich and Kermit Washington. Like, what happens if it ends up being that kind of melee where somebody gets really hurt. Why should it have to get to that point before the NBA considers a significant suspension when we know the behavior is headed in the direction that could open the door for something like that happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I get tired of playing the results. Let's actually be preemptive about trying to change what Draymond Green is doing rather than being reactionary. Sure. All right, Pat, what else you got?
9: Uh, Victor Wenbanyama. Remember him? Remember all the hype around Victor Wenbanyama? Is there anyone who's ever been more overhyped than that? Oh. They've been terrible, and we haven't mentioned his name since the start of this season. So I'm glad that we uh, went all in on Wemby, I guess. Um,
3: very interesting take. God's honest truth. I thought about this the other day. I'm like, boy, it's ne- he's never a topic of conversation. They're so bad. And and he's What he's, is it, eighteen games I, in a row? Seventeen or eighteen, and it's by the like way, the second longest. Win streak or losing streak in the league, the Pistons. Sorry, Javante our, uh, producer is longer. And by the way, we also have Washington that's lost five in a row, and they're one and nine in their last ten. And people are looking for penalties for Draymond. What about making him play with Jordan Poole for a week again? Maybe that's the penalty he needs. He just yeah. hey, Draymond, you're on the Wizards with Jordan Poole for a week. I don't want to say that Wembenyama is overhyped. He's just not the discussion point that I thought he'd be. So I do agree. This team with Team is three on and that. nineteen. Yeah, so they're so giving I, us a I, reason I, to well, not to discuss 19
4: Yes.
9: What else, Pat? Uh, people who sit next to you when there are a lot of open seats oh in a place, it bothers me so much. I was at the barbershop, just me sitting there. A guy comes in and sits directly next to me. There's 10 feet worth of seats, sits directly next to me. And I'm like, why? Go sit somewhere else. Like, And then the barber butchered my hair. Um, I'll bring oh. up something even worse
3: that is in relation to that, but here we go. Maybe I'll get in trouble for this one. Um, you can't relate to this, Smalls. The urinal guy. That's if there's multiple urinals, do not go next to me. Yeah, one if there's five urinals, one, three, and five, then you fill in two and four. You don't go. And if you hear, where do you go if you're the first one in? I go to five.
4: I go the all end, the way at the end. The five. All the way yeah. to the end. Then yeah. the
3: next person has to go to one. The next person three. That, yeah. Then you go there's two. There's a certain four.
4: level of etiquette. hundred percent. That's urinal. Yeah. Absolutely. There's correct. a
5: workflow here.
4: <laughs> I see what you did there. The when you tinkle you like like
5: Kimberly, there. yeah, I mean, there's, but yeah, same kind of thing. Hold question, yeah. So if you're at five and the next man in goes to four, do you say something like, "Yo, why you why you slide into
3: I don't into understand four? because it like why would you not want the there privacy? might be the
4: slight turn away <laughs> from so that person? Like, really? Like, like, <laughs> it might be a slight. Turn. Like, like, it sounds strange. Side eyeing. Like, like, wait are you a minute. Doing? No, yeah. no, I'm not side eyeing him. There's no reason for me to look over there. I'm giving him more of my yeah. back because. I <laughs> I don't know why he wants to be so close <laughs> to me. You're posting up. Yeah, you exactly. back to the basket and that's Exactly. Just, it, it doesn't makes, feel right. I don't, and, and yeah, that just, is so weird
5: to do that. Exactly. People do that. They do? Yeah. It's very odd. It's kind of like the
4: people, like, if you're parking far away from the entrance of whatever store you're going into, like, way in the back of the parking lot, and it's all empty spaces, and somebody pulls up and parks right next exactly. to you. Exactly. Yeah. That's that person. That's and the same guy that pulls to up right before. next to you in the urinals. He's the same guy. The same guy. Do you do backing in in parking? Backing in, yeah. Really? I back uh, in. Wow, well, you're a good time. driver. Well, i got to be able to get out. Oh, quick exit. I know, but I'm— I might, You never know what happens. I might need to get, get out of there in a hurry. Yeah, th- anything do do? could I'm happen at, at that Trader no, Joe's. You never know. Who knows? who knows?
3: Yeah, who knows? I'm not good. I go, I go face on, head on in that spot. I, I can't back in. I'm terrible it's at that. It's easier
4: to back in for me when I'm parking. Really? Is is. It's easier. Uh, I guess I'm so used to parallel parking in the city. Yeah. It's easier to back in than it is to pull in. Not easy in general. But do you guys,
9: you're a good driver. Do you guys give the courtesy cough if you're in a stall and someone comes in the, do you give them like the, <clears throat> What?
5: What
4: do you mean? I've never heard of that. The what? courtesy cough? The really? courtesy cough. Never heard what, of it. What is, yeah. it yeah. what is the courtesy cough? Please if,
9: explain. If you're in a stall right. and someone comes in the bathroom after you, give them a little heads up. Like a little <clears throat> something.
3: Oh, I understand what he's saying. Wait, why um, do you okay. need to do okay, that? Okay, so he
4: basically to like, if you basically like if you light it up in that <laughs> stall, you might not want to go in here. I'm gonna cough <laughs> yeah. just to let you know it's gonna be a problem. Right, Dangerous I
3: understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. What? What he's saying is, oh God, how am I gonna do this? If you're in the bathroom, yeah. And somebody, and you're in, like, the far stall. Somebody may not know you're in there, so it's like you want to give them a heads up. Why like, do they no, need to know? What why do they not, to know. What why no, would they that need exactly. to know? That's what he's saying. Why would they need to know? That's exactly what I'm saying. No, no, oh, no that's what you're saying? Why would, you, yeah.
5: why would they need to know? You're in, you're out. Meaning, why do I need to you, know? I don't if you need, need,
3: think you're alone, you're not.
5: But I don't need to take a survey.
4: What you're doing is inconsequential
5: to me. I'm in. I'm out. That,
4: that's what I thought. Now I thought what Pat was that's going with this is that if he was coming out of that stall and somebody was going to that stall, like, sorry about you would cough and be like, "Hey, bro, <laughs> man, just so you know, you don't want to go in there. Like you might want to get at 35, 45 minutes. <laughs> you, Shout out the pot. Like you, you might want to get at some time. You
1: got to do that if it wasn't you the one that uh, left it that way. Just to like warn someone, be like, "It wasn't me." Just don't go in there. What about? No, when but you're in even the the if
4: house. it was you, though, don't you have to warn that person, or you just let them walk into that uh, waft?
1: What do you say? Good luck. <laughs> hey, good luck. Hey, I say also a courtesy. I hey, the courtesy. Luck. Go find another bathroom if you're going to do that.
3: What about the elevator? That it stinks. You're left as the one person. You know you're not the reason it stinks. Elevator smells terrible. You then get off of the elevator. Somebody gets on, you're like, oh my God, they're going to think this was me. And it wasn't me. Do you then have to say something? No.
9: Now, it's not a big deal if you're getting off, but if they get in and you have to go up another floor, you might have to be, <laughs> be like, I can't believe that person did that.
3: And then, but the person with you never believes They'll you. They'll never believe you. Yeah. <laughs> There's always the yeah,
9: Why are we human shaming people? <laughs> Pat, what else you got, man? Uh, I've been dealing with car dealerships trying to get uh, my car fixed, and they're the worst places on earth, and I blame Nuno for it.
5: Oh, why? Wow. Why Nuno?
9: Because uh, he, like, ran one or something that. Who knows what he was doing out of there?
5: All roads lead back to Pat and Be- and Nuno beefing. There's real
9: beef, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's real beef. beef
1: there. There. There's real beef. Nuno? I don't know what I've done to this kid. Like he takes, <laughs> me, kid. takes a shot at me yesterday. I'm in a good mood all of a sudden. He's like I'm take, all yeah, of a why? sudden. Take right. your smiling self out of the control room. Too like, positive. Oh, yeah, like just too positive. Like I don't get it.
3: I think that anything that Nuno does or accomplishes or has done in life, Pat, automatically doesn't like. Correct. Like literally <laughs> anything. Like, oh, Nuno once lived in this neighborhood. I hate it. Have you ever been there? No. We're on like on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance.
2: Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.